Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Nameless Book Podcast. I am your host, Duretto, or you could call me Dudu. Um, either is fine. But if we're not familiar, please use my full name, Duretto. Okay? That's how you say it. <laughs> Alright. If you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and if you're coming back, thank you for coming back. I hope, I hope, oh, your English. I hope <laughs> you brought a friend and that friend brought some other friends. They ain't really their friends and you got them to listen to this podcast. So welcome to every single one of you. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. This week's episode is going to definitely contain spoilers. A, because... This was our May book club read and we were unable to meet because of the lifting of lockdown. So we were unable to meet and discuss. So I am here to discuss with y'all, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to air out some views that I have about this book. Um, And so because of that, there's going to be spoilers. How heavy a spoiler? I'm not sure yet. Keep listening. (laughs) If you intend on reading this book, I would definitely recommend you do not listen to this. Um, Come back after you've read the book. And so, yeah, hey, that's, that's basically my disclaimer for the beginning of this episode. This week's episode is based on, I'm going to be reviewing the book Stay With Me by Ayobami Adebayo. I hope I am saying that correctly. Please feel free to teach me how to say that if I did not say it correctly. Um, And this was, wow. First of all, wow. What a book, okay? What a book. I, I don't know where to start. I generally do not know where to start. This book was... This book is set in the 1980s um, and the story is told between 1980 and 2008 and the the, the author does a great shift um, in narratives between Yejide who's the wife and um, Akin who's the husband. Um, The story is about these two and in essence their marriage and everything that comes with it it is a it is a beautifully written story um and i honestly give props to the author on that in reading it it reminded me of um an american marriage by tiari jones and you know it's and these fiction stories are written in a way that you could easily say this was about someone's life or that um, because of how real and contextual the the stories are, you know? And the story starts off with um, Yejide and Akin. Um, basically they haven't been able, they've been married for a while and they haven't been able to have kids in, in a, in that essence, um, Akin's family pushes him to get a new wife, gets a new wife and, um, much to Yejide's dismay because 
she initially told him before they got married like listen i come from a family that from a polygamous family hey um and i'm not about that life so if you want to marry me it's just me you're not about to take another wife and he takes another wife and solely because his family told him listen your wife hasn't been able to give birth to give you a child so get married to another wife maybe she'll be able to give you a wife um and they say to the wife when they arrive with this new person to um yejide when they arrive with the new wife the second wife funmi that um maybe a child may be able to call another one into the chi- into the world all of this um you know the traditional stuff spiritual spiritual stuff where you believe that one child calls another one into the world and i mean yejide is not amused um even though akin says this wife won't live with them in the house she'll have an apartment and all of that and he's just and she's just literally not amused and she realizes that she really needs to get pregnant um and so there's a <laughs> in talking about tradition and culture and all these spiritual things um that are very heavily present um i should mention this book is set in nigeria and she makes a trip up a mountain with a goat carrying a goat in the blazing sun there's a whole situ- um ceremony up the mountain she comes back about a month later she believes herself to be pregnant now her husband instantly tells her that she's not pregnant so i'm just like what you're not pregnant he doesn't believe that she's pregnant right like how would you know sir this is her body like how 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 would you know so firstly he gets he takes a second wife doesn't tell his wife wife finds out when these people bring this wife to the house right one two um wife tells him that she's pregnant and he doesn't believe her or tells her she's not um obviously what happens is the pregnancy goes on for a year and um she's not pregnant what pregnancy goes on for a year i mean we're not elephants we're humans right pregnancy goes on for a year um she's not pregnant and she starts seeking um seeing a psychiatrist to help her through this and and through this i'm still at this point when i'm reading i'm like how does this husband know that his wife is not and very confidently says she's not pregnant right it's very very sketchy to me um the second wife starts getting way too familiar um once goes to visit um yedije in her shop and it's like sis what do you want like you get an allowance this man comes to see you every other week like what do you want you know and yeji day tries very much to like not get too close to her or let her bother her right but at the same time she's yearning to have a child and she takes matches into her own hand right or so she thinks that she's taking matters into her own hand uh sleeps with her husband's brother and falls pregnant 
she falls pregnant as the second wife um, moves into the home, right? And so after the first child is born, there's a whole celebration welcoming the birth of this first child into the home. And there's an interaction between the husband and the second wife where um, though this is not revealed though in the beginning, right? It's told, the story is told, like I said, through different perspectives, um, different times throughout the years between 1985 and 2008. And she ends up dead at the bottom of the stairs, right? And needless to say, there's a lot of death. Well, it's not a lot, but there's a lot. Yeah, there's death in this book. And I just want to run through the main points here so that I can actually get to the nitty gritty of what I want to discuss with this book. So I have to kind of go through these things to give you context. If you have read, like I said, if you have read this book, you should be listening to this. If you haven't, I'm really, really sorry, but I did say do not listen to this book, okay? She ends up dead. Um, it's going to sound like I'm being so callous when I say this, but um, the first child passes away. Um, this child passes away after it is found that um, the child had sickle cell disease and um, there was great complications. I know the author tried to explain it, but basically a child gets sickle cell if both parents are carriers of the disease. Um, it is revealed to the husband, Akin, that your wife is a carrier and whoever the father is, is also a carrier, but he's not a carrier. So it's revealed instantly to him that the child is not his, right? One. Two, um, so Yejide has to deal with the loss of her child. And as she's grieving, she sleeps with Akin's brother again. And they have another child. Because um, she was... It was also, again, thinking or the mindset of another child will take away the pain of losing the first one. And that happens and the second child also dies right that i mean death of a child to a mother has to be the most painful thing ever and it's not something that you or any mother can get through is easily because even in the story um the ghost or the memories of the first two kids was very and because she didn't deal with it mentally didn't oh jesus she didn't necessarily take time to process and deal with the deaths of her first two children so that's taxing on his own so by the time the third child comes around she doesn't necessarily want to get close to the child, which is honestly understandable. Obviously, because like I said, if you haven't taken time to deal and process and the hurt and the pain of losing two children, you're going to try and distance yourself from the next child just in case they might go too. And so in all of that happening, 
it is revealed that in as much as Yejide slept with her husband's brother, the husband also asked the brother to sleep with his wife and give her children. Plot twist on its own, right? Plot twist on its own. Because I was reading this book and I was like, like the Mr. Krabs meme. I was like, oh, ho, ho, ho. hold up, hold up, hold up. Wet, wet, wet. Okay, okay. Um, but then they started sleeping together casually when the brother had moved into the house because his life had gone to ruin. Okay, sure, shop. So it is also revealed that this man, okay, I don't know if, for lack of a better word, this man can't get it up. Okay, he can't get it up. So that's why his wife was unable to get pregnant. It was also revealed that this man, um, when his second wife questioned him how his wife was able to get pregnant, right? When he can't get it up, he got mad and killed the girl. Okay? So, <laughs> so this like, this like, it's like a drama. Okay, there's a lot going on, right? Now, here is my problem. And here is what this story, this book blatantly outlines, okay? This man knew. He confided in his brother that, listen, yo, I am unable to get it up, right? He doesn't tell his wife and they don't find other means. Keep in mind that, keep in mind the traditional aspect of how, okay, scratch that, forget that, okay, this man is unable to tell his wife that, listen, I am unable to have an erection. He is unable, he's basically infertile, so he's trying to get treatment for that. So he cannot, he cannot ejaculate, he can't get it up. Okay? So I can't, I can't give you the children's he doesn't say that to his wife and this is this is my main problem okay it's the whole patriarchy of being too proud to be open with your wife okay it's the toxic masculinity of not wanting to admit because patriarchy again tells you that a man is able to have like you are less of a man if you are unable to have an erection or have or be able to produce kids. And so he was embarrassed by this one thing. And this not being honest about this one thing put his wife through so much. Okay? And that is the main problem. That was the main theme of this book. How this man's... How toxic masculinity... And, and patriarchy of saying you cannot admit of to you cannot admit to being any less than a man that what than what the standard than what patriarchy says a man should be to your wife to your 
wife, right? The person you're supposed to confide in about everything. Well, not everything, but the person you're supposed to confide in. You're not telling them this. And so you put them through all of that. So I backtrack as this was revealed. I'm like, one, you took a second wife to help you get children. When your wife, when you know that the problem is not with your wife and everyone else is assuming that the problem, obviously, because like I said it earlier, like keep in mind the traditional aspect of patriarchy as well. It always blames the wife in saying that the wife is responsible when you cannot bear a child, right? And so this woman is being blamed for being infertile. So you take up a second wife, a wife that you also cannot get pregnant. You instantly know that she is not pregnant because you, again, you cannot get it up. You cannot ejaculate. You, 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 you are the problem, right? Your wife goes for a year thinking she's pregnant. She has to seek psychiatric, a psychiatric help and see someone to help her deal with that, right? Your wife then gets pregnant by your brother who is annoyingly a sickle cell carrier like your wife, come together, have a child, not only have a child, have three children who all have sickle cell, two of whom die, all because of you. So you've put this woman through so much, so much, that it's really astounding to me that someone can be so selfish and yet put so much, someone through so much without, and I'm going to say it's without a care because it was very reckless. At any one point, you could have said, listen, me and you are in this marriage together. Whatever the rest of the family thinks, I can, you have to, like, my friend always says that you, men have to be, when you're married, men have to be able to handle their families. And I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that because this man was was a coward first of all because he was being bullied by his mother and his family and he was constantly and he knew that he was the problem and he never once said listen this is between me and my wife we when we decide to have children we will have children that is not a, none of your business hey because what happens between a marriage has to be between i mean i believe it should be between you and your person okay you have to decide the type of marriage you want and because in the african context when you get married you don't only get married to you get married it's a it's a you get married to a person's family right but you have to be able to draw a line and be like you know what this is between me and my person do not interfere but this man was a coward and went ahead knowingly, took a second wife, went ahead knowingly, well, not knowingly, he didn't know the consequences of what would happen if his brother and his wife slept together, right? But, like, that's the part that got me mad about this. Like, all of this could have been like, you know what? Between me and you, boo, this is what's happening. I want to get treatment. I really do want to give you a child. I want us to have children of our own, you know? Instead of starting opening like a oh listen this book had me all the way fucked up it was a great story to tell about the intricacy like about life about marriage about how one to me it's literally about how the decision not to tell the truth spun a whole other world and life for these people you know they ended up separated because yeji day thought that the third child was dead 
come to realize a few years later, not, not even a few years, but many years later when this child was grown and she had gone to her kin's father's funeral, she realizes that this child is still alive. And which is where, like, this book was a great story. It was a gripping story. And the ending was just so bland. I was just like, what do you mean? Like, you can't just end it just like that. To me, the ending was very, was, I didn't expect it. The ending was very poorly executed from my liking. Um, this was a great book to read, although very, very frustrating. Um, and it reminds me of the secret lives of Baba Segi's wife, wives. If you haven't read it, please read it because it has a similar theme of infertility and polygamy and like just basically drama 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 it's also a very good read that i would definitely recommend that you read um but yeah this book like patriarchy like like i said my friend always says like men love patriarchy so much but it's also patriarchy at the same time that keeps them bound to these stupid unnecessary like rules of how one person has to live and it just like it doesn't make sense hey it really really doesn't make sense and so you you wonder like why would you continue to support something like this when you know like that's not who you are you know or you don't necessarily or it's telling you you are not man enough to be able to support this you know and it's like like it just doesn't make sense like you're gonna be a a fan of something that also tells you like but you're not man enough by standard of this like make it make sense man like make it make sense please um yeah guys (laughs) um thank you so much for listening to this to this podcast episode full of spoilers for those of you who haven't read, if you if you got to this point and you're still listening, please don't be mad at me, okay? Please don't be mad at me and tell me that I I I, I gave away the whole book because I gave you a spoiler. I mean, a, a a disclaimer at the beginning and told you that there would be spoilers. This would definitely be a solid four out of five, uh, seven out of ten for me for this book. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, 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 it was a really engaging, thought-provoking book for me. Um, yeah, like I said, the ending was terrible for me. It was poorly executed, but I think some of you might definitely enjoy this book if you have read this book. Um, do let me know what your thoughts were on this book, hey? Um, I would definitely looking to engage and find out what your thoughts are on this book. So please don't forget to follow the Nameless Book Pod on Instagram. Follow me at Dumetse on Instagram and on Twitter. And yeah, see you next time, my people. Bye. Don't forget to tell your friend. Tell them to tell their friends that ain't really their friends about this. All right. Ciao.